Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast's continued playthrough of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path, episode number 36. Yep. I almost said 63. I was like, man. We skipped ahead in time. <laughs> we're we're now in book future. five. And look, yeah, I was no, like, and look, it's I'm going to be mind blown if we're book five by 63. <laughs> <laughs> what would that be? Like, book Pro- probably three? somewhere yeah, in book three, I would hope. Probably the three. very beginning. Yeah, the very beginning. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and state that now and then see yeah, in the future. Yeah, Place where your bets. We are. <laughs> Place your bets now. The city has gone to heck. Yes. When last we left our heroes, they had left the candy jackal, had escorted the matriarch of the Mafre family to a meeting with the rest of the council in charge of organizing the defense to the city. Had a brief conversation with Septi the crocodile, wherein she had, I guess you had, well, you we had volunteered. volunteered. You just volunteered. Anuris just volunteered. Anuris volunteered. Sagira said, I'm going to go kill evil undead things now. Tell me things I need to know. Thanks. So she's not really working for them so much as she's just killing undead because they're in her city. Our yes. purposes and their purposes are aligned at this juncture. Yes. So at the moment, what all of you know, that there was a, a strange, what Sebti refers to as a caw pulse that mm-hmm. emanated from the City of the Dead seemed to have animated potentially thousands of yep. undead. Bad Wee. stuff. Thanks, Crystal. Yes, thank you, <laughs> Crystal Fraser. Who are now pounding on the gates. The voices of the Spire have made their way to go and secure the City of the Dead. But in the meantime, the City of the Living is kind of imperiled. Turning into the City of the Dead? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. The full the, City of the Dead, not the, the three-quarter dead city. dead city. Yes, it doesn't help that the smuggling tunnels provide nice little open passages for all the undead <laughs> to march single file out. They're they're working on their way and getting back out. It's going to be very unpleasant for those faded people that are in those smuggling tunnels, though. Ha ha. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Karma. Yep. Or whatever the Egyptian equivalent of Some problems. guy's in the mid-process of, like, grinding up for some mummy. It's like, oh, okay, all right. Just, you know, got my little mortar and pestle. And then suddenly just, like, mummy comes out of nowhere. And he The mummy just reaches it. up. Yeah. <laughs> Chokes him out. Yeah. How dare you grind me up? I needed that foot. Stands up awkwardly like Darth Vader from the end of the third prequel movie. No. No one watched that. <laughs> uh, we don't speak of these. Uh what prequels? <laughs> yes. You had then all made your way to the warehouse wherein the Temple of Phrasma was keeping the additional dead until they could be properly interred. You had found behind that a set of a half dozen. I think we can establish that that was the scarier number. Half mm-hmm. dozen undead zombies, apparently, mm-hmm. chewing away at this guy. The you silver had, chain guy. Yes. You had killed him and determined that someone had unlocked this warehouse and then this man bore a silver chain on his wrist. So Gary yanks the chain off of his wrist. Well, his hand is gone, so it comes up easily. Yeah. Cover him blood. <laughs> you stand in the alley as the sand slowly whips past all of you and the cool breeze coming in off the river. Proof. I guess we should check inside and then make sure. Although I assume from... they would come out to eat us if they were in there, but who knows? Exactly. From the look of it, they most likely had their meal, ran out. I'm not surprised that the silver chain is involved. Well, of course they are. Yes. Makes me wonder if they knew this was going to happen exactly. I don't think this guy knew. This guy definitely did not know, or else he would have run faster. Well, he was on a cart. He would have carted faster. (laughs) He would have run at least as fast as his donkey. I guess Sigurd's going to head up those steps and into the warehouse to look around. All right. What are all the rest of you doing? Sigurd's making her way up the stairs and into the warehouse. Anuris is going to check this wagon to see if there's any kind of other, maybe, clues or identifying marks or anything like that. Cool. Uh, Sudi's going to go with Sigur. All right. Go check inside. So just going to see if there's any, like, tracks leading away or anything like that. Okay. That will be a survival check. I don't know if that's something you're... 
No, I don't really have that. That's but more of a secure game. You can still game. look. I mean, there's going to be a lot of zombie footprints, but you never know. So you just want to canvas the surrounding area? Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's start with Sagira and Sudi. Go ahead and roll <coughs> me your perception rolls. Potentially one of you can aid the other if you prefer. Nah, I'll just roll man. I'll just um, roll. I get a 28. I got a 20. Wait, we're in my favorite terrain. It is urban. I got a 30. So the two of you step in out of the breeze. I suppose either Sudi lights a torch or... Yeah, I pull out my ever-burning torch. So you pull a torch already lit out of your pack. <laughs> yeah, it's always fire. on fire. It's always on fire. Cool. Doesn't generate any heat, though, so it's nope. just illusionary fire. Oh, and if you open your bag, you can see inside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Convenient. Like a fridge. <laughs> it is kind of like a fridge. Without the cooling component. Yes. The two of you make your way into the chamber. Piles of natron and sacks full of the salt-like substance line the surrounding walls. Where bodies once set is now just devoid. There are some marks on the floor at the foot of these alcoves where the bodies would have been held. Some of them set in repose higher up along the wall. Hmm. To the point that it looks like some of them simply animated and then literally just rolled off, dropped the five feet to the ground, and then clawed their way up to their feet and shambled off. Wow. Hmm. With the two of your perception check, this chamber is still sealed in the front. There's this kind of itching feeling in your noses. Hmm. This room has this thick smell of incense and cedar oil which permeates everything. It's not an unpleasant smell, but it's almost overpowering being this close. It would have to be to mask the smell of a warehouse of dead bodies. Dead bodies. That's true. A holy symbol of phrasma hangs on the inside of the door here. Beyond that, you don't actually see anything else here. It's a silver holy symbol, so you feasibly could take it. But see anything else here of value. However, both of you notice that the scattered natron across the floor has been disturbed in places Hmm. with what looked to be the shambling gait of these various undead easily picked out because of the skeletal nature of their feet, as the skin is so taut across their feet at this point as to make them almost skeletal. But there are boot prints mixed in. Huh. Uh, the two of you could make a survival check if you so wish. I will take the holy symbol and I will make attempt a to check. aid. <laughs> I aid you. And these are tracks. Mm-hmm. I get a 15. 15? I did not roll well. Should have just gone with my own roll. I rolled Uh, higher than that, but oh well. Yeah. With a 15, you can't tell where they're going, but there are three distinct sets of tracks here. Hmm. There are the barefooted tracks of the undead. There are the soft-soled footprints of what you can only assume are the priests. Right. And then there are at least, it's hard to tell, three to maybe six boot prints from people wearing heavy workman's boots. Hmm. Well, they could be people that carry bodies in. It's quite possible. They're possibly also all dead. If they were still here when the animation happened. Or they were fresh and they had still their boots on. Uh, On yours, you can go ahead and make me a perception roll. On yours only gets a 13. No, this wagon is a, a mess. You're not entirely even positive what you're looking for here. The wagon has goods in it. But these are half-filled sacks of moldering grain, shoddy pottery, jugs of long-hardened uh, paint. Mm-hmm. All of this is, it looks more like a ruse than anything else. Mm-hmm. That they would just stack on here in case anyone stopped them so it actually looked like they were transporting something. You can, however, make me a hill or knowledge religion check. Uh, I'll do a hill check for 23. There is a smell, though. Again, uh, not that you've gone inside of the warehouse, but... 
there's a smell in this wagon of cedar oil and incense. Mm. Although you can't tell where it's coming from. Do you, on your turn, turn and look at Citra, do you smell that? Smell what? Cedar and incense. It's somewhere in this mess. Do I notice anything? No, you can make a perception roll to search it as well if you so wish. Okay. I get a 19. Searching, you do find... It's not necessarily, at first you're just kind of looking this over. The wagon is flipped over to the point that you're going to guess that the donkey bolted and just managed to snap free of its reins because the lock is still engaged on the wheels on this. Mm -hmm. You do manage to just kind of check around, place your hand on this before hearing a creak. After a second, you fish around the edge before realizing that there's a false bottom built onto the bottom of this wagon. (laughs) Smuggler's wagon. Prying these free... (laughs) You find, amusingly, first off, it looks like at some point the bottom of this wagon possibly held bodies. Whatever bodies these were seem to have smashed through the bottom of the wagon, (laughs) tearing their way free and then shambling off somewhere. Lovely. Hopefully Um, they weren't mummies. Yeah. Wherever these are gone, you have no idea. There is, is, however, a compartment, or in the compartment here, you do see two sacks. I open the sacks. Pulling these leathered sacks free. I imagine just kind of glancing around on your keeping an eye out up and down the street in case any more undead come. And you can see Sudi and Sagira just kind of crouched down over something in the room. They seem to be looking at footprints in the, the sand and dust inside. You open the first of these sacks and find that this seems to contain vast amounts of jewelry and funerary items. <coughs> in grand total, you may make it a price check if you so wish. 18. You would estimate this at about 800 to 850 gold worth of jewelry Hmm. stolen from someone. Probably dead bodies. Probably. The second bag. Human head. You open it, it snaps at you. (laughs) Hope not. Is a human hand. Hey, I wasn't wrong. I mean, I was wrong, but I wasn't that wrong. Hand of glory. This appears to be a dried human hand twisted around with a simple twine thong. That would allow someone to wear it possibly around their neck. <laughs> on, on your will detect magic. It radiates magic. Monkey paw. 22 on a spell uh, project. Monkey paw. He did say human hand though. This Big monkey. is the hand of the honest man. Oh, that's yeah. weird. What's that do? This mummified hand must come from an honest man punished for a crime he did not commit. Okay. And is dried and hung from a simple twine thong around the neck. The hand's scapegoat origins offer some protection to its wearer. When the wearer of the hand of the honest man is targeted by a curse or misfortune effect, (laughs) such as a witch's misfortune or evil eye hex, the curse is instead transferred to the hand with no ill effects. The hand retains the curse, even if it normally expires after a set duration, until the effect is removed with a removed curse spell or similar effect. The spellcaster receives a plus two bonus on their caster level check to remove a curse stored in a hand of the honest man. Removing a hand of the honest man while it's uh, while it holds a curse instantly transfers the curse to the wearer. Uh. A hand of the honest man can only hold one curse or effect at a time. If the wearer is targeted by another curse, while the hand is currently storing a curse, the new curse takes effect normally. Huh. A hand of the honest man has no effect on curses already affecting a creature. Dang. However, the wearer of the hand of the honest man is riddled with guilt over any untruths that they utter. Uh-oh. And takes a minus two penalty on all bluff checks while wearing the hand. 
That seemed really good for Segura up until that Does last bit. Does it have bit. a curse on it right now? Can uh, I tell? You can tell that it's currently uncursed. You oh. don't see any necromatic horrors for a curse. Cool. Segura can't wear this right now. She is already cursed. It, you don't want that bluff penalty also? Also, Well, I mean, I'm not really a bluffer. I tell people the truth. It's just not always great. <laughs> <laughs> you tell them the truth, even if they can't handle the truth. Yeah. Still, it seems to be a fairly useful magic item. Yeah, it's pretty For cool. Jordan, it is worth 3,000 gold. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Citra puts it on. <laughs> I really, actually really like this item. It's a cool <laughs> item. interesting. So, you have to be creepy AF to wear it. So what is this? It's the hand of the honest man. It will protect you from curses. Citra immediately puts it on. But you have to wear a hand around your neck. <laughs> yes. And if it is currently cursed and you take it off, the curse transfers to you. And if it is holding a curse and you get cursed again, it won't help you. Well. It does, however, protect you from the first curse until you can get it removed. So it's actually it's pretty great. Says <laughs> Gosudi. Oh, that yes. would be great for Falto. Hey, <laughs> here's a hand. Wear this around your neck. For good luck. Fool me twice. Oh, Shame okay. on me. <laughs> Fool me three times. Okay. You can't fool me. It's I mean, if, it, if it's a local custom, sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. God, he would. Exactly. <laughs> but it would actually hey, also work. Hey, especially if this one was actually like, hey, we certified this actually magical. It um, is a fairly potent magical item. It's just feels, sort of gruesome. I feel sorry for the men. Well, especially because he was killed for committing a crime he didn't commit. Not necessarily killed. He could have just had his hand chopped well, off for know. committing a crime he didn't commit. So there's probably at least like, you know, a half dozen hands of the honest man hey, floating around. I know a guy that's about to be killed for a crime he didn't commit. He could totally have his hands cut off and used. Segura says coming out of the warehouse. <laughs> I don't think that's how they're supposed to work. Well, you tell me how they decided to cut this guy's hand off then. I mean, I don't know. Do you have to like perform a ritual or does it just turn I'm into this by itself? You have You'd have to know he was honest. Assuming it's a magic item you create, like yeah, crap. you can create it as a magic item. A spellcaster would have had to make the item. Well, the <gasps> spellcaster should have proclaimed his innocence. This what time. a cool, what a cool society of like a group of sleuth-solving wizards who are chaotic neutral, so they never or chaotic evil, so they never save the guy that they prove is innocent. They just wait till he dies and they steal his hands, and they make these items and then they sell them. That was, would be cool. I was really hoping you were going to say that it's an entire society of one-handed honest men. That would also be cool. <laughs> they're just really paranoid about curses. Every man has to donate one hand. Or they're just grabbing everybody's hands, and there's a magical item called the uh, Hand of the Dishonest Man. Mm. And that's either it becomes either an honest man or a dishonest man. It, you it find out you afterwards. Curse automatically. <laughs> you, you still get the curse, but you can also touch people with the hand to give other people the curse. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. It becomes a bubonic plague. You just keep whapping people with this curse. Yeah, hand. it has contagion. Oh, my God. Oh, it's brutal. Anyway, that sounds fun. Well, did you find anything interesting inside? There's some boot prints. Uh, there's this silver holy symbol of Phrasma. Um You're going to return that to the church. I mean, I guess. I'm going to wear it for protection right now. Uh, yeah, I'm going to wear it for protection right now. I think that's it. I didn't see anything else. There's no uh, undead dead bodies. At least not here. I mean, there's a lot of the general, like, preserving body, like cedar oil and, like, salt. and. There were bootprints of probably priests and some workers that probably worked here. They're either dead or they fled. Or, you know, somebody came in here before and wore boots. I don't know. Is this guy wearing boots? Dead guy? I mean, you have to look around. but yeah, Oh, I have find to find his feet. <laughs> Is he wearing a boot? Can I, find, can I find his feet? I'll actually let the entire party make a perception roll real quick. To find this guy's feet? To 
find his. And that's a natural one. I get a twenty-six. I get a thirteen. Nope, I get a twenty-eight. Because uh, we're in the city. Yep, Sudi gets a thirteen with a natural one. Citra gets a sixteen. On yours gets a twelve. Go so Sagira would be the first to notice. <laughs> you see a flash of something red further down the alleyway. Hmm. It seems to almost bob along for a second before just kind of dropping, and then the wind would seem to pick it up as a long red scarf would simply roll down the alleyway slowly towards all of you. There's a scarf? Anybody order a scarf? <laughs> <laughs> it's the magic delivery service. I don't know. We saw that weird dust moving next to, like, It's the psychopomp has picked guy. up a scarf. I don't know. Do any of us notice it? Everybody? No, I mean, once she points it out to you. Any of those of you wish may make me an intelligence roll. I ready my sword. Is it, is it a good idea to grab this? I get a two. Oh, good golly. I get a two also. I ready my sword. I get a seven. On yours, gets a 14. Okay. <laughs> One of us has smarts. <laughs> this I have smarts. I just rolled low. Slowly rolls across the alleyway. I imagine on yours, it kind of steps up and it's up to you if you pick it up or just stop it. or. Yeah, he'll pick it up. It appears to be a long headscarf, mostly red, although it's actually striped with kind of a tannish white. Ooh, pretty. You've seen this. <gasps> it's almost identical to the one that Tetmanib wears. <gasps> this is Tetmanib's scarf. I snatch it from you. We go find Tetmanib immediately. Although, to be fair, I'm pretty sure Tetmanib can take care of himself in this chaos. If he was overwhelmed, he couldn't. Mm, possibly. Which way did this come from? That way. that way. Then let's go. Yes, we go immediately. Rushing down to the end of the alleyway, you step out onto the benighted city streets. There's no one here. You don't see any signs of a struggle. All of you can, however, make a sense motive. 23. Also a 23. Hey. Um, hold on. Scarf, tell us where your master is. Uh, <laughs> Citra gets a 24. On yours gets an 18. Yeah, you guys are really good at sensing that motive. All of you, except for on yours, who I guess kind of just reaches the end here, glances up and down. Annoyedly glances over at Sagira like, I was holding that scarf. Sorry. I got excited. <laughs> the rest of you, you don't see anyone. The moon would shine down from above painting the city in its silvery gray. The street here is wide. Again, it's unnaturally quiet. You're still used to just hearing, even later on in the night like this, you're still used to hearing wagons going by or the drunken songs coming from taverns down by the docks. All you hear is the occasional, the gusts of wind, the occasional grunt of distant camels in their pens somewhere. The fluttering of Onhurit, although he's exceptionally quiet as well. But all of you get this distinct impression as you would glance towards the windows across the street, towards the doorways, this distinct impression of being watched. Tetmanib, I swear to God, if you are, I swear to the gods, if you are <laughs> playing a trick on us with your stupid scarf, I'm going to hit you really hard. That's not his style. Are you looking for him? A voice chimes out of nowhere. <laughs> As everyone spins. Uh, yes? Who are you? What do we see? He was here. I was with him. I couldn't stop them. Where did he go? Stop Where? Him. Where is this voice coming from? It sounds literally coming from in front of you. Is it invisible? Who are you? My name is Kwasim. Are you here to say Petmanib? Yes. He's our friend. Tetmanib so is my friend. Where is Tetmanib? I've seen you. I've seen you before. I've seen what you can do. Like you did against the Scorched Hand, or, or the Div, or the other Div, or that other time. <gasps> is this the person who's been stalking us? Show yourself. You can... Oh, oh, I forgot. I'm so used to it. There'd be just a flicker in front of you as you just kind of stare ahead before looking way down to what appears to be a tiny bird. No longer than maybe about 
afoot with molted gray feathers, wearing a bird golden mask with what appears to be bits of turquoise shaped like its own bird face, like a funerary mask that a pharaoh would wear with two huh. horns holding a sun disc above it. This is it only so cute. Like this is only the fifth that. weirdest thing I've seen today. Oh, it's so cute. It's so cute. Do we have to make a roll? It is a knowledge of the planes. I have that. I do not have That's that. That's me. I know has that. Uh, I would depending. let you make a knowledge religion at a higher DC. All right. Oh, hey. Okay. That's good. I get a 21. Well, Sudi didn't know what this is. He got an 8. Onuris rolls a perfect 20 and gets a 29. Both Sagira and Onuris can recognize this as a psychopomp. Cool. A Nasoi psychopomp to be exact. Psychopomps are... Cool. They basically are spirits from the outer planes that preside over the flow of life. Their primary concerns are focused upon souls of the vulner- in the vulnerable transition between death and the final destinations upon the planes. They usually tend to carry out their duties with like dispassionate veterans and cynics. The Nasoi eagerly fill the roles of clerks, scribes, and messengers in Purgatory's bureaucracy. They record the circumstances of each mortal's death, any judgments for and against the soul, and its final destination amongst the outer plane. They usually look like a songbird. Uh, sometimes a crow or sparrow, often a whippoorwill. They measure about a foot in length, blah, blah, blah. The Nasoi serve within the libraries and scriptoriums of Purgatory, tirelessly scribbling away with the rest. Being social creatures, they frequently chatter or sing with one another. The Nasoi consider eating a rare treat and sometimes share the information it knows with, a, if given a suitably tasty bribe. <laughs> their primary duties are to record happenings within Purgatory, conduct souls to and from their appointed destinations, and carry messages for Purgatory to agents and other planes. Most outsiders respect the courier's neutrality and allow them safe passage. Many also serve as assistants to more powerful psychopomps or even to mortals with particularly morbid concerns or important fates. Nasoi take pride in knowing that their trivial tasks aid in keeping one of the multiverse's most important systems functioning with general reliability. What did what did he say his name was? Quasin. Which means he's not the psychopomp of the temple. Plus he's been following us a while, is this, apparently. Is this who it's, he's always laughing with? Now that's a possibility. Are you the one Tetmanib is always talking to? Tetmanib, yes. You're going to find Tetmanib. Let's find Tetmanib. What's happened to him? He, he came here. I came here. We both came here. I was going to stay. I, I've been... He'd been searching. He'd been researching. It wasn't interesting me. I'd been following all of you. I saw you there in the sanctum. I went with you back then. Okay. Tetmanib was interested in you, and I could see the strands of your fate as they were moving. So I followed. I followed, but Tetmanib stayed. I met back up with Tetmanib. We went to the auction together. We searched through the... We were at the auction, and then Tetmanib saw him. Saw a man. A man that he was looking for. A man that he knew was a smuggler. Involved with a group. An organization. The Silver, Silver Chain. Chain. He left the auction. He came. He followed them. He followed them here. That was when he stepped out. He was going to stop them. He was going to tap if it's powerful. He's powerful in his faith. He has been ever since he was a boy. Ever since he... Ever since I helped him. Oh. How did you help him? I, I, I recorded his story. It was a very sad story. I, I usually don't think too much about it. I'd like to stay chipper. I, I helped him and when, when, when he was murdered, when he came to me. And then, and then he told me a story, and his story was so sad. So you and sent he, him back. I, I, I broke the rules. Mm. Well, I, I brought him back across, and then, and so, I, I, I was, I was, I was afraid, and I didn't go back, and ah. then I stayed here, and then I've helped him, and we've done such good. Surely, for Asmol, forgive me. I, I made a mistake, but we've been helping. We've been doing such good things, and so then we came here, and then he was helping, and then he was going to stop these people, and he stepped us. out. Where did help he go? Him. Where did he go? They, they took him. Took where? him where? I, 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 I don't know. 
I, I followed them for a bit and then I was closer. I was back in the direction. I saw everything that was going on and there were all these dead people. And then they were going to attack these, these children. There were, there, there was these three children and one of them, he looked like, looked like he did before. And then, so I stopped and I sang and then they stop. The dead can hear my voice and they, they, they come to me. I can, I can call them to me. And so I kept them safe, but I, I lost, I lost Tetmanip. Where did you last see him? He he was here. They they took him from here. They were fleeing. The 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 undead came, and Tetmanib. Well, no, no, it it wasn't that order. Tetmanib stepped out and he confronted them, and then they drew their weapons. I wasn't concerned. Tetmanib is powerful. He was ready, but then there was this this energy, this wave, and his soul it it separated, and he the he same fell. thing happened to me. And he wouldn't get up. I, I I shoved at him and I shoved at him and he wouldn't get up. And then they they grabbed him and then then the dead came. They burst out and 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 one of them was was dragged down. He was he was torn down there. And then there was chaos and confusion. And the others started to flee. And one of them said to to, to grab him that they would they would want to see him. The, um, the cult would want to see him. That they're they're priests. It's something that Tetmanib was worried about. Priests of who? They call themselves the the cult of the forgotten pharaoh. Who is the forgotten pharaoh? We don't know. Oh, Do you know? I'm wondering if he knows. Maybe she, the little thing knows its name. That's what I was thinking. I, I, I don't know. I, um, but yeah, he's definitely the mask guy. The important part that you remember from where you'd found the statue where you believe that this mask once was in the hieroglyphs was that the turn away for his call cannot be appeased and it shall call forth legions of the dead and the damned. Turn away. And may the all-seeing eye and the Lady of Graves take pity on you, for if not, the forgotten pharaoh shall consume you, body and soul. If his soul didn't go back in his body, that's a problem. Well, I was out for a few minutes. It took me a minute to recover. It would have been long enough for them to grab Tetmanib and drag him off. But Tetmanib wasn't supposed to come back, apparently. It doesn't change the fact that he's alive. Mm. Onyris would hold out his hand to the psychopomp. Uh, it flutters up. It actually does specifically state in here, measures one foot in length, but is deceptively heavy, weighing between 10 and 15 pounds. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it, by the way, has been addressing the party in Osiriani. That's good, because otherwise good. I would not know what it's saying. Yep. I want to look for tracks. Ah, dang. Not a good roll. Um, can we aid? Yeah, I mean, potentially you can all attempt to aid. We all attempt to I aid. aid. I aid. I aid. 17... No, you're you're looking at hard cobblestone in the best of circumstances, and it's been over an hour now since they passed. Do I know of any smuggler tunnels that are in this area? In this area, no. You're very far away from the wall. Well, they're going to have to go through a smuggler's tunnel to get back over the wall, because there's a legion and all of the voices. They, they might have a safe house somewhere nearby. I don't know. I, did, I, I should have stayed with them. It's all right. We'll figure yeah. things out. And yours pets the psychopomp. <laughs> Somewhere behind its golden mask. <laughs> okay, they dragged him away from here. He's probably not in any of these buildings because you would have seen him go into one of these buildings. And we know that the silver chain have some kind of presence in the necropolis. The necropolis most, is far away. And As most likely they have to have somewhere else. Assuming that... Tetmanib came to his senses fairly quickly like I did. They wouldn't have had him. They would have had to take him somewhere and tie him up fairly quickly. Well, they could have just disarmed him. Uh, all it takes is removing his divine focus, and he would be next to powerless. Hmm. Okay, well, we can either pick a direction or... Obviously, it's not the way we came. Right. So, what options does that leave us? 
I, and I knew you you fought him before. I was I, I was following you then and and listening to you. I, well, listening to some of you. You, you split up and, and and some of you went after one guy and the rest of you stayed there. And I didn't get the entirety of the story. And I relayed what, relayed what I could to Tetmanib, but uh, of what I knew. What do you mean we fought him before? The the chain, the people, the, the silver these, chain. We fought him before. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you were looking for them and maybe that you would know somewhere that I could find them, but I haven't been able to find them yet. We haven't been able to look into in the half dead city. Tetmanib was searching, but I, I was helping him, but we, we weren't finding a great deal. I think he was hoping to catch these people. I... Oh! 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 I can what? help you. That's good. How? There, there's still one of them back there, yes? One of... There's yes, one of the silver chain. So, um, uh, oh, there is a dead guy. Yeah, if that's what you're talking about. Yes, I could speak to him. Oh, oh sweet. Let's do I can ask the questions for you. I can Hopefully help you. there's enough Pieces. of him left. Ah, his face was fine. Ish. We go to the dead guy. Yeah, there's chunks of him everywhere. His, as long as he's got a uh, his ribcage has kind and... of exploded outwards, and they took all the stuff squishy bits, but there's still enough yeah. chunks left in there. He needs what a tongue to be able to speak, and that's it. A tongue and a mouth. Yeah. So as long as he's got that. Yeah, we find his remainder. Let's ask this guy some questions. Oh man, time for some speaking. Swear with to me. <laughs> but the little bird would hop his way forward. Just kind of stand on top of the thing, reach back, digging in his plumage before plucking free feather. He would then begin singing in a beautiful whistling bird song, uh, hopping around in circles around this thing, dipping his feather in its blood and beginning to write out words and hieroglyphs surrounding the outside of the body as he continues to hop back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, singing his cheerful song. It's little, so little like, bird. I was going to say, it's like probably like Sudi's just looking at it so confused right now. It's like that scene where the cricket writes the letter in Mulan for Mushu. <laughs> yeah. Hops around. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like at odds with like how, what a horrifying scene it is. And then like the beautiful cool. bird song. Like yep. it's, that sounds, I, I imagine that is so disturbing right now. It is not actually using its haunting melody yet, but. That's I, Maybe good. They basically hope. just fascinate at... Well, actually, Onurus and Sagira both get two um, questions each pertaining towards these creatures. Special abilities? What are its special abilities? You know that they are capable of doing a haunting melody. Uh, this is effectively a fascinate effect. Hmm. Anything within a 60-foot spread must make a will save. Unlike a regular fascinate effect, this is a mind-affecting effect that affects undead, even unintelligent cool. undead. Ooh. Um, so even zombies will just become fascinated and wander off from whatever they were doing. <laughs> That's really cool. Which must have been what... I keep saying he, but what she was doing earlier. Oh, nice. Other than that, they also have a uh, an ability referred to as spirit sense. Do they sense the undead? This is definitely who he was talking to the whole time. Uh, a psychopomp notices, locates, and can distinguish between living and undead creatures within 60 feet as if it had the blindsight ability. Cool. Oh, cool. Uh, the sense does not allow it to detect objects, but it does allow it to notice living things that are not creatures, such as normal trees. Hmm. In addition to that, it is also able to turn change its shape into a raven or songbird as beast shape and maintain that as long as it wishes. Oh, cool. It also has spirit touch. Its natural weapons, as well as any weapons it wields, are treated as though they had the ghost touch weapon ability. Hmm, cool. On yours, have any questions? Special attacks. Uh, special attacks. It possesses uh, spellic abilities. I want to know what those are. It can cast invisibility at will, mm-hmm. uh, only on itself. It can speak with dead three times per day. Oh, nice. This is at a caster level of 12. Mm. Wowzers. Also, once per, de- per day, it can cast hide from undead <laughs> or sound burst. Cool. Nice. All right, let's talk to this guy. Ten minutes would pass as all of you just kind of sit around watching the bird. Do I write have out all my new spells from my level up? Yeah. Well, it's doing that. I need to cast remove disease and remove curse on Segura. Yay, thank God. 
Okay, yes. For our <coughs> listeners at home, the party has leveled up uh, following yes. their fight against the zombies, yes. which means that uh, Sudi has purity of body now. And I'm immune to diseases, <laughs> including <laughs> supernatural and magical diseases, which means I'm now immune to mummy rot. Not the ability to damage you previously. Not, not the ability to damage I currently have. <laughs> However, still all up. future mummy rot and other diseases that we might encounter, I am immune yes. to. He can get one punch nearly killed from as many mummies as he wants. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and Onuris has higher level spells now. Yay. Uh, we'll go into there. a little bit more detail in our after party. So, yes, you're going to, you first have to cast Remove Curse. It's just a caster um, level check, right? It is a caster level check against the... Mummy. Yes, the DC. Of that mummy. I get an 18. 18 seems to be effective. Yay! And does the removed disease have a caster level check too? Or do yes, I just... it is a caster level check for the removed disease as well. That's a 22. 22 also appears to be effective. Nice. So you would manage to, uh, you would chant call upon the powers of uh, Horse, I suppose, while this bird does its little bird dance. Yeah. Uh, which is good, actually, because while you're suffering from mummy rot, you also, anyone casting a healing spell on you has to make a caster level check. Oh, uh, or it does no healing as well. Yikes. Fortunately, when you're healed after the fight against the undead, that was within the incubation time for the mm. mummy rot. Oh, uh, speaking of which, uh, of which the I party could... hasn't been healed since then. Yeah, so. I, speaking of which, I could use some healing. How much healing do you need? Let's see. I am down. Because I only have first level spells left. Because I got two second, third level spells. And yeah, I we might want to boot me with the wand a little bit. I'm below half, so. There's five left in the one that we borrowed from our scorched hand friend. Uh, so seven with the first one. And uh, nine with the second one. That's good enough. Okay, Onuris is going to boop himself for eight, which puts him two below full. That's fine. Does Sagira or Citra need any healing? I mean, I'm technically six down from my max because my max is four down, five down. What? So, because In I have English. constitution damage. But what? Okay, so relative to your current total number of hit points, how far are you down? Six. So do you? Are you cool with that? But if I was lesser restored, I could then. I don't have any of those right now. But don't we have a wand? We have a wand with nine charges on it. Because then I could have ten back if I was healed. How much is your constitution down? It's down one. Then one. When your constitution goes back up, you regain the hit points that you lost. Which would mean I would only be six down. Yeah, you'd still be down the same number of hit points. Yeah, it's I, not I saying think, that bringing those your constitution score back up is a bad idea. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. You, it's you like don't need think, extra healing. No, not extra healing, but the lesser restore might be worth it. Mm-hmm. So I mark off one of those. I guess, and she'll get the minimum back. I mean, if she only has one, to, I don't need to roll because. Yeah. Cool. I mean, if we're throwing that out, I'm also I'm down two on my constitution, so that would give me five hit points back. This one is just so expensive. Well, we got to use it on ourselves when we need it. We don't know how much more combat we may <laughs> I know, have. But so. I just, when it's down that little and you'll heal it one up to, by overnight on your own, and then I can heal it again tomorrow. I just. Well, she still needs to spend five days healing back up. That I was going to say, yeah, I also would need I five days. I have a lot of charisma damage, friend. <laughs> My charisma damage. <laughs> yeah, real bad. A lot. <laughs> Mark another one off and Sudi gets his constitution back to you. Well, you, I, I'm down potentially two. So I rolled a two. Oh, did you? Oh, perfect. Yay. Yeah, because we don't even know if we'll live to see tomorrow, to be honest. Because <laughs> we're going to probably end up going into the city of the undead or whatever. We can't yeah. get in. We're not allowed to well, go in we there. We can find a 
smuggler's tunnel and we go. We were told to tell the voices. And Sebti specifically told us we cannot go in the City of the Dead. Sudi well, and if I it comes down to in. breaking what Sebti told us to do or saving Tetmanib, I'm going to choose to save Tetmanib. Fair. Yeah. Citra would probably go save Tetmanib. I have to be lawful, though. Mm. It's unfortunate because yeah. I really don't want Tetmanib to die. Yeah, neither do I. So I All guess right. that'll be an What does our situation. dead man say? So the bird would continue to hop around, finish drawing out an assorted number of hieroglyphics for those of you who speak ancient Osiriani. I do now. <laughs> Spent a lot of time with that tablet. <laughs> Gave me magical knowledge. This is a complex prayer to the dead for Phrasma. The bird would finish after its 10 minutes before hopping onto the creature's chest. The corpse would shudder hmm. before... <laughs> The psychopomp looks up towards the collective number of you. You have 12 minutes. Ask it where the silver chain took. Well, I will try it to answer your questions. This one was dead before they took Tetmanib. He wouldn't know where they Ask took Ask him it. where their where safe houses are? Sa- where their closest safe house is. Maybe where all of them are. The corpse does get a will save, though. Fail. It has a 12th level caster. Fail. How many questions Fail. do we get with the 12th level caster? Six. Oh, that's a lot of questions. Uh, your 12 minutes start now. so. Where the closest silver chain safe house? Hideout? Yep. I hideout. Where is the closest silver chain hideout to this location? The yes. corpse shudders. <sighs> Dagger Street. The tea house. Third floor. <laughs> Do we know? I assume we know where that is. Uh, if you can take 10 on a knowledge local check and get a 15. Uh, yeah. I get a 17. Yeah, I get a 20. Yeah. Okay. Then it's not that far from here. It's about four, three or four blocks over. What's the name of their leader? What no. is the name of the Silver Chain's leader? Yeah. I thought we were told that. We don't know who their current leader is. The ma- lady in the mask. Yeah. That oh, got. that's true. I guess we didn't get her name. Yeah. The name what's of the this? Woman. Yeah. The name of the woman in the mask. The golden mask. Yeah. That's currently leading the Silver Chain. Yep. <sighs> Merit Hetev. Can you spell that for me? That's not one of our questions. (laughs) (laughs) That's not one of our questions. Uh, Yeah, I was like, does that count as a question? He spells for 12 minutes. (laughs) M-E-R-E-T dash H-E-T-E-F. You should ask, like, what is their ultimate goal? Or, like, what are they trying to accomplish? How many of them are there um, in the city? Where is their hideout in the dead city? Oh, yeah. So where, where is their base of operations in, in the, the necropolis of Wati? Where is the Silver Chain's base of operations in the dead city of Wati? <sighs> I've never been. Oh, of course. What are the locations of any other hideouts the Silver Chain has in the city of Wati? River Brickworks. That is all I know. Um, does it the? How many how many silver chain are there in the city of Watu? Well, he may not know. No, he's a. Where does he know where any smuggling tunnels are? Oh yeah. That's a good question. In the veins. Behind. The scarab statue. All right. 
right. One question left. Do we know where that is that he just gave us semi directions sure to? It's probably the same thing if you can get a, so much on a knowledge. Uh, if you can make a knowledge local check. Yeah, just well, make one. You can take 10 if you so wish or roll it. <clears throat> Got a 20. I'll just roll. I get 22. It's 20 and 22. There is a scarab statue located near the walls to the dead city in the veins, which is one of the sections of Wati closest to the river. It's where the canals are. Okay. Uh, down by the docks. Yeah. Uh, although, from what you understand, that's going to lead into the dry veins, the catacombs. There are hundreds of undead. Yeah, oh, but will if, be hundreds of if we can seal off this statue, though, the tunnel behind the statue, that's going to stop them from getting into the living city, at least. Well, it's true. You can just them lock down. the silver chain in with the dead. <laughs> I mean, you know, Good karma. Luck, buddy. I mean, they deserve it. Karma. Um, you have one question remaining. Well, question left. You have one question does, remaining. Does the silver chain have the mask? He might not know. If no, he probably doesn't know if he's, he's never been to their headquarters. Why were you here? Next to this warehouse. No, that's, that's not a bad question. Yeah. Searching for bodies to dismember, grind up, sell. They're making make money. They're making fake Mamiya from crush from fresh corpses. So he just happened to be here to open this warehouse on the day that the mask was going to be. I'm sure used. the higher ups of the silver chain knew exactly what was going on. Mm. Sounds like he was a uh, sacrifice. Collateral damage. I know where that tea house is. I know where that scarab statue is. The body shudders in full still. We should make for the tea house. To the tea house. We begin moving with purpose. Can I? Can I? Can can I accompany you until we find? On your shoulder. Yep. Come on. (laughs) Okay. He would hop up. (laughs) On yours has got all the flying things. I'll stay right here and talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> and on your grins because oh, now man. he gets it a hundred percent. Yes, because he's the literally been sitting into invisibility. Because <laughs> he's literally been sitting it. on Tevinim's shoulder, being yeah. like, "Also, you really just funny. have a bird radius. <laughs> you do have it. You do have a bird thing going on. Yours on. used to be a bird. I think. He's actually a bird. Does yeah. he know about the thing that was following us in the dead city? He probably. Oh, was. did you see a guy that was barefoot steal a mask out of a uh, that sanctum area that we were exploring last in the dead city? I say while we run to the tea house no no i was with you well i was with most of you the whole time i was actually following on yours at first and then i started following citra because i found her funny and then (laughs) the the group showed back up and then sudi seemed like he was having a really bad day so i kind of followed him around for a while and then you guys got back and then you split up again so i could only stay with some of you so some of you were going to the temple so i went with the rest of you and then you got back you didn't go to the bar with us did you bar no did you go on citra's date what what no did I, you go with I, me to interrogate the guy that they said killed my mom? No. Okay, cool. How did I miss all this? <laughs> you picked the wrong person to follow. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I assume there are times you had to be with Tetmanib, so there's I that. Yeah, he's... sometimes I was with Tetmanib, sometimes oh, sure. I was with all of you, Makes sometimes sense. I just hang around the sanctum, sometimes I follow around the children down the way, sometimes there's a funny cat that goes around and does things in the alleyways, sometimes I follow back around with the rest of the birds, sometimes there's a crocodile, she has a couple of newborn eggs down near the creek, and I follow them around for sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I just watch and wait. I love this bird so much. Do you sleep? Sometimes I go to houses where people are, and then they're dying, and then I sit there and I whisper stories to them of funnier, happier times while they die. That's so oh, nice. Do you actually sleep? He's no. an outsider. He doesn't, sh- or she, 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 she's an outsider. If you can't tell she, from my plumage. She doesn't have to. Mm, it's, it's I don't gray. ever have to sleep or eat or do anything along those lines. Although I do love to eat. Tetmanib would sometimes take me to some of the most expensive restaurants and I'd hop over to other people's plates while they're not paying attention. I would eat off their plate. <laughs> 
Can we keep this bird? You know bird? what? We will take you to a great restaurant, but let's save Tetmanib <laughs> can we? Can we keep this bird? No, she's Tetmanib. No, he's Tetmanib's friend. I really like this she, bird. I really like this Tetmanib's best friend. Why isn't your bird this funny on yours? Because <laughs> my... Falcon isn't Come a psychopomp. <laughs> it me. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, uh, on her, it just lands on your other it's shoulder. And just, it doesn't yeah. speak a Sirianni no, yet. No, he just, he just lands on your other shoulder and just gives a very reproachful look. Like, uh, oh, like a cat who's uh, like, how dare you associate with other creatures. How could you? Anywho. That's exactly what's happening. falls over because the weight of the two birds. <laughs> Probably. We go to the team. Yes, you begin rushing your way. <laughs> the bird would whisper in on your ear. Making Onyura seem even crazier. Hey, Onyura, what happens if you pull Sudi's tail? <laughs> <laughs> and Onyura laughs to himself. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably does laugh All to of a sudden, like, Onyura has become Tevinin, and we get We're it. all like, we get it now. He will never yes. be weird again. Yes. We can actually also He's actually, like, friend. a perfectly normal person. He just assumes everybody knows he has a psychopomp on his shoulder. <laughs> But Everyone's always, like, he has prophetic visions. He can see things that are happening uh-huh. from far away. And it's just this bird's like, hey, hey. Sudi went over to the bathhouse and he got soaking wet. And then he looked really funny. And then everyone made fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tetman is still like. <laughs> oh, it explains so much. Oh, and I love it. This is in a wonderful development. Okay, but we should probably try to stealth up. <coughs> we attempt stealth. Right. Like once we get closer, we should stealthy stealth. Yep. Very well. Are you splitting up? Are you guys uh, no. making your way to the to Dagger Street to the tea house? Let's survey you know, I'll, the way. Actually, I was going to say, how many undead do we? I'll, run into? I'll actually go through this uh, relatively quickly. Uh, arriving there, you feasibly could stealth up if you so wish. There's mm-hmm. a set of steps that leads up to uh, the second floor, and then the third floor past that. You would find that the door to this structure is actually unlocked. Entering inside, this does appear to be a safe house. It doesn't look like it's been occupied in weeks. Lovely. Uh. Although feasibly it's a safe place for you to stay. But. Yeah. But All right. How let, how far away is this Bright River Brickworks and look in from the veins? Like those are the other two places we know. Which one's closer? The Bright River Brickworks are in the veins. All right. Well, let's, let's head there. The yep. Let's definitely go there. I continue to navigate us through the city. Away. This is the part of the city on yours isn't familiar with. I was going to say this is, is the veins, the, the bad part. Yeah. This is yeah. We're we're going to the the really bad part where you and I used to run around. Yeah. So, I'm around the Asp District. Thank you. Also, I ran from the Asp District to Bargetown, so I kind of did the. I kind of went by the necropolis. So, mm-hmm. anywho, uh, what you would know pertaining towards the veins? The veins are basically nestled between the midwife and Bargetown. The midwife district being the primary mercantile district and where the temples are in the center of the city. Bargetown effectively being where all of the boats that go out to ply the river during the day tie up together and more or less make a, a floating city or network of. Rafts. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, cool. I think it's Taipei that has uh, the same idea where they basically lashed a bunch of boats together and it makes kind of like a little uh, island. Is mm. it called a flotilla? The only time I've heard the term flotilla used, it's been like for naval, like, it just, uh, it, mean, it makes me think armada of type stuff. So I don't, I don't know if that's actually what that flotilla is. Twitter, tell us the answer. Yes, please tweet <laughs> us the proper term for flotilla because we're too lazy to Google. Mm-hmm. One of us pulled out our phones right now. Rick would kill us in real life. It's true. Yeah, it's true. He's holding, uh, a, he's holding a gun right now, pointed at us while he's looking at whatever he's looking at. <laughs> so the veins are nestled there. They are Wati's Harbor District. Mm, okay. Block upon block of wood carvers, tar kilns, warehouses, and whatever shanties can be crammed between them. Okay. The mirrored shallow canals breed unabating clouds of insects, Gross. the bites of which spot the bodies of most of the local, denote them as residents of the veins. Most of these locals stain their hands and cheeks, which are usually exposed beyond their clothing with pitch, to repel the pests and protect themselves from the biting insects. 
You know that there is uh, an individual assigned to effectively oversee like a dock master, mm. a man by the name of Ahmed Tekra. This person long ago sold their loyalty to Wati's various smuggling gangs, most notably the Fated, as the local guard does nothing to really stop the Fated. Yeah, okay, cool. All right, so we head through here. Yes, you would enter into the veins. I wish I had some pitch. Yeah. Even at night, the bugs are a pest. Although if you don't drop down into the canals, you're usually pretty good. Okay. Our shanties have been erected between the various buildings, and you could navigate through them. Although the people here seem to be far more... Most of these people live in tents just erected alongside of warehouses or abandoned warehouses. They don't have the level of defense that stone walls come to. So whereas the people on the mainland in central Wati are, of course, frightened of the undead uprising, these people are basically just exposed. Terrible. And they're going to be the last people that the rest of the city worries about. Yes. Yep. You make your way through the city streets here, winding your way. You don't know exactly where the Bright River Brickworks are. Any of those of you wish may make a diplomacy check to attempt to gather information. I think Citra can do it in half time. I can. I will attempt to aid you. I'm going to try to aid you because my diplomacy I can also do it really quickly because of my cultivated trait. No. I aid Citra. Is it half time for on your salsa? It's, I can gather information in 1d6 times 10 minutes. I don't know what the normal is. It's hours. Yeah, so... I get so we'll say that aid. you guys are gathering information about the same speed. You guys aid both? I aid. Yeah. Uh, then I get a 29. Uh, and yours gets a 30. Okay. So with the 29 and 30, both of you can learn from some of the locals, many of which initially see all of you, and there's there's a couple of moments where people kind of see you and measure you up as possibly marks <laughs> before <laughs> realizing with how heavily armed most of you are that that wouldn't necessarily be the best tack. And then upon seeing on Yuris's holy guard Face. regalia and everything else, they're like, oh, okay. Oh, there's a priest. Mm-hmm. Anu's probably has to make a couple for... of hill checks here and there. Yeah. With you know, it's That's like oh, okay, you know this like this bike got infected. And it's like oh, okay, just chew up this and then rub this like ointment on, and it'll be fine. Help out a couple of the uh, the more affected here, and probably take a second out to calm the local populace. While I'm thinking about that, actually, by the way, you did reduce the city's panic level by one for dealing with those zombies. Hey, which actually means that Wati is not in as bad of shape as it was previously. But I can get into that tomorrow. Yay. Because it may very well tack back up overnight, so we'll see. The locals would tell you that Bright River Brickworks produced a steady supply of mud bricks for Wati's less glorious homes and businesses. One setback after another, however, eventually led to a cracked kiln. This caused a fire that raged through the building and the surrounding shanties in the veins, killing dozens. Mm-hmm. It's been about two years since then, so this is obviously something on Eurus and Citra would have no knowledge of. I think Sudi might not even really know about this because he was in prison at the uh, time. Yeah, no, I would have been in jail. <laughs> so only Sagira Sagira. Just nods. It's like, oh, I remember there was a fire. But with your gather information checks, they would tell you that the brickworks remains remained uncannily silent and empty for a structure in Wati's crowded harbor district. However, a few people have mentioned that they think that they've seen people coming and going. Okay. Normally, they wouldn't have paid much attention, except for oddly, these people were wearing golden masks. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, we're definitely in the right place. We head that way. Well, the question is if they've been here recently, since the other hideout we checked was empty for weeks. Well, we can go look. The and golden go. masks are a fairly recent development from what we learned from that at least boy. As, yeah, at least as far as he knew. And then we can go push over a scarab statue into a smuggler's hole. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I'm and, fine uh, with locking them in with the undead. Well, well don't lock them in. There's too many other smuggling tunnels. Well, it'll prevent that particular one from sprouting undead, which will definitely like, kill. Well, the <laughs> problem is if it's going to the catacombs, it's probably already leaked a fair number of undead. It may still have a fair number around it. Okay, so but we can only do what we can do, dude. Yeah, let's true. prevent more from happening. Yes, That's we're preventing true. more. Because this is the last place they're going to care about actually helping. Okay, so we found the place. You could nev- navigate your way through the canals here, back and forth through the city streets. Despite the fact that a majority of the city is kind of calmed down, and well, not calmed down necessarily, but is now under the effects of martial law, that doesn't seem to affect this area as much. You still just pass a number of people, borderline just drunk in the street. And you have to wonder how many of these people just pitch over into the canals and are eaten by the alligators at any given time. Jeez. Mm, crocodiles. Eaten by the crocodiles at any given time. Eventually, though, you begin to approach the ruined remnants of this bright river brickworks. The sign still hangs out front, and a set of double doors barely stands. However, only two of the fire-scarred mud brick walls and a half dozen crumbling clay kilns remain of the building that once stood in this weed-choked wad as you begin to approach it. The air coming in off of the river is still cool, almost blessedly so, although this close it just does a little bit to dispel the periodic buzzing clouds of insects as you make your way closer towards the structure. A boarded-up scorched door stands where the walls join as you begin to approach towards the structure itself. The kiln's floor is all that really still remains here, although a few weeds have started to crop up here and there. This all seems to have been built on top of a slow hill set here in the veins. As you begin to approach closer, I will allow all of you to make a perception roll. Uh, 24. Nope, 26. Sudi gets a 20. Citra also gets a 20. Arnaris gets an 18. As you approach towards the building, all of you notice that there are two watchmen. Both of these wear the garb and regalia of the city watch. They would stand nearby, seemingly chewing on something, although whether or not that's some sort of illicit substance or what, you can't be quite positive. As you begin to, at this point, making your way onto this or into this section, this is really the only thing you could be approaching. One of the two guardsmen would kind of kick off the wall and begin to approach all of you as you make your way up towards the structure. Who has a... Uh, anybody Any who could bluff? That's a negative... Not great, but these may not be real watchmen. Mm. I have a silver chain. <laughs> I was going to say, you just slip it on and be like, there with me. Let's see what he says. I slip, so I slip my hand in my pocket and put that chain on. I think the rest of us not having it is going to ruin that, but eh, it's worth a shot. Yeah, we'll see. The two men begin to approach towards all of you. Uh, one of them hangs back a little bit, just kind of relaxed, standing further back. The other one makes his way steadily forward. I will allow all of you to make a perception roll. More perceiving... Ah, <laughs> oh, man, consistency. 16. I uh, get a 20. Citra gets a 25. And yours gets a 20. The first man approaches towards all of you. You would notice that this man wears leather armor, uh, which isn't uncommon for the guard. Mm-hmm. And wears a, um, a cloak and tunic, which are reminiscent of the guard as well. However, he isn't carrying, he is carrying a sap, which most of the guard do. He isn't carrying, however, shimitar or kopesh that most of the guard would usually carry. He would have his cloak draped over one side, so you actually can't see what's in his left hand as he um, approaches. Probably wearing a chain. Citra would be the only one that notices that the the guard in the back would just kind of turn his back on all of you for a moment, seemingly just either adjusting his clothing or what you're not entirely positive. 
For a moment, you think you see a slight movement from his hands. And as he would drop this away, you would notice that for a slightest moment, a hand crossbow cocked and loaded in his offhand as he would slide that back behind him to keep it out of line of sight from the rest of you. You know that hand crossbows are not standard issue for guardsmen. The first man would approach. Good evening, all. Evening. Uh, You're out rather late, and I'm afraid that the city is currently under a curfew. Yes, we are assisting the church in their endeavors to contain the undead. Uh, We weren't informed of your assistance. Well, our orders came from Sebti herself. It was hectic at the time. Oh, I see. We've heard some stories of undead closer to the walls and the warehouses there. You may want to check out there. The undead haven't gone this far. Mm. Well, we've already checked the warehouses. That's why we've come over here, to make sure that uh, nothing comes this far. Oh, no. We're, we're all safe here. For now. What, yes. was, what was the name of the guy that I talked to when I visited the guards? Like, the guy that showed me down to the cell? I don't think he ever introduced himself. I don't think we got his name. Hmm. But regardless, we're checking to make sure any old corpses haven't reanimated we wanted to check the remains of this building in case anything was missed a few years ago. Um, okay, that's understandable. So, if you'll excuse us. Of course. We'll accompany you. I don't think that's necessary. Well, six are better than four. Lead on, then. Huh? This way? He would nod, leading you over towards the structure. The other man would just kind of take up the rear, letting all of you follow the first man along before striding up behind all of you. We're all ready. It's not like... <laughs> I was, was, was going to say, I was just waiting for him to go forward so we could be like, and whap him on the back of the head. Go to sleep. Stepping up to the top of this, you would uh, enter into basically the burned out center of this building. From one side to the other, you'd say that it's probably a distance of some maybe close to 100 feet across and easily about half of that wide. The blasted out remains of uh, seven kilns still stand, although the roof seems to have been consumed entirely in whatever blaze claimed this place and the rubble strewn across the floor. Glancing about though, yeah, that really seems to be all that it is. These seven kilns and then a single door that makes its way deeper into, well, not really into the structure because you don't think it could go much further as you're almost up against the edge of the river. The door is boarded up. I guess perception around. I'm gonna sense motive on the uh, guardsmen, see if they're onto us yet. I'm gonna make my way towards this door that's boarded up. I'm going to poke around in the dirt and see if I find any, quote, skeleton remains or something. Uh, You can make a survival check if you so wish. So, sense motive, I get a 22. Perception, I get a 17. Okay. Onyris is going to investigate that door. I mean, it looks boarded up, but it could be, like, a trick, you know? Mm -hmm. I have a 12 on my survival. I'm not really looking. Not convincingly, anyway. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm looking. I didn't make a bluff check. I would fail that because I have a really bad... Charisma right well, now. You know, you might see if you can find any recent foot traffic through here. But I'm just kind of does, does Birdie Bird recognize any of these guys? She's not saying anything, so. With a 12, no. I mean, it's, it's loose stone. It's collapsed area. You, at the very least, you're confident a large number of people didn't come through here exceptionally recently. Mm. But again, it's, it's hard to get a good beat on it. Sudi, with your sense motive, it's interesting. I mean, first off, you're positive that these... These aren't guards. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems pretty blatant to you. It would be enough to fool any of the locals. That being said, you don't get the feeling that they're spoiling for a fight. They seem very interested in warning, warning all of you away. There's almost something else there. You've been around enough people that are dissatisfied with their jobs mm-hmm. that you can tell that these guys are going through their motion. They know what their job is, particularly being part of a gang. 
they know what the penalty for failure is. But you can recognize, much as you saw in Segura towards the end, people that just, they don't have it in them anymore mm-hmm. to continue doing this. Uh, Citra, you made a perception roll? 17. 17? Just checking around. No, you don't really see anything of interest here. There's just the kilns. This entire place is just wheat grown over. It's been abandoned for two years, and this honestly looks like it's been abandoned for two years. Uh, on yours, you made a... I don't, I just, I didn't, you didn't tell me to make a check. Oh, sorry. Uh, you may make me a per- perception or craft carpentry. Perception. <laughs> on t- yours is a carpenter. Of 20. Yeah, you just kind of make your way over towards the door, glance it over. There's a curious thing about this door. It is boarded over. All of the boards are hammered into the door. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't think it's going to stop anything. <laughs> you, I do, you speak ancient Osirian, you know, don't you? Uh-huh. All of these boards are hammered into the door. You'd fool a layman. <laughs> Those two aren't guards either. No. One of them's not. got a hand crossbow, which just is so not standard. Sudi and, S- and Sagira <laughs> just look at each other like, what the heck are those guys saying now? Well, you know, those educated people. <laughs> how, how many stabs in the back do we get? <laughs> Everyone go ahead and make a perceptual. <laughs> Ambush okay, time. That's good. Hey. They like ambushes. That's true. Uh, 21. Uh, 25. Nope. 23. I keep forgetting it's my favorite terrain. Uh, that's going to be a 25 for Sudi. Citra gets a 26. On yours also gets a 26. Go team. We're like, oh, we're so <laughs> we're high alert. impressive. You would notice that the, the first guard, the one that led you up here, has kind of slipped further back. So he's further away from all of you at this point. Even, however, with Citra and on yours' keen senses, you've lost track of the other one. Uh-oh. As your eyes would kind of dart back, looking between the shadows cast by these numerous kilns, the various walls that it could be crouched behind. I hope you're done here. Is that the The guard one? that is still standing would ask you. If there's nothing else. What's behind this door? It's just a boarded up door. It's not a boarded up door. Usually if you board up a door, you put it into the frame. Not just across the door. You're not looking for dead. We are actually looking for dead. <laughs> but we're also looking for you, Mr. Silver Chain Man. Sudi goes and punches him in the face. <laughs> I suppose uh, you would state that the man would begin whipping out his uh, and no. pulling up his hand crossbow. Where's the other one? It's a rogue. He's going to sneak it's, attack. It's a, yeah, it's just a rogue. Attack. Why don't we uh, just burn this whole building down? <laughs> it's already been burned down. <laughs> ah, burn dang it. it. I was going to say, that's <laughs> just, that's just kicking burn. a dead horse. And we will pick it up here next time. Aww. Thank you for listening, Pathfinders. Can't our birdie friend sense people that are alive? Isn't that yeah. one of their abilities? Yeah, yeah. Whisper in my ear, little birdie friend. Where is the rogue? We're just a